Hello, friends. Um, I'm going to cover two points of disparity in this episode. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's that sad or anything. It's just whatever thoughts that are more of like the things. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, the first thing is the winds in my sails. So how to take the wind out of my sails. I'm just sort of realizing that, or it hit me again that that when I think about things I want to do, software that I want to write, often, like, the thing that takes the winds out of my sails and causes me to not want to write that software or even attempt it or anything like that is maintenance. Software maintenance is such a uh, a bad life for me, um, but a necessary part of my life that I'm willing to do it for the things that matter like Livewire and Alpine, but I'm just not like other people who enjoy it or find it simple or whatever. Um, so I have ideas of projects. I even have projects that I write in my spare time and I never do anything with them because I go, eh, I'd have to maintain that. And that sounds horrible, you know? <laughs> so that's a no go. So I don't know. I, I don't have really much more to say beyond that, but just realized that well maybe there's sort of a, a hunger in me to free myself from that and become like somebody who creates things that don't get maintained like maybe turning off issues and pull requests i've seen people do that before like maybe just putting a piece of software out there and really just being like this is it if you want it different fork it change it yourself um, but of course like it would have to be things i don't really expect or want to grow <laughs> that's the problem because um, like if you want something to do well and grow then you have to maintain it and yeah it's just that that other part of it and it's not like now of course we talked about this a hundred times where when you record a screencast you maintain it in a sense because things in that screencast might be outdated and you may have to re-record it or you know have new content later on but when you record it it's done. So I can record something and I can hit publish and I can feel good about the whole process because I can be amped about it. I can put work into it. My brain can be focused on it. Then I can put it out there, reap the initial rewards of having produced a piece of content and then it's over and I can go do another one where with software, it's just not like that. There's no equivalent for me. GitHub gists are about the closest I come. And there are times where I put pieces of code in a GitHub gist and share them. And it's like, here it is. And you can just take it and copy it and do whatever you want. Maybe GitHub gists are the closest I come to this kind of thing or a blog post, uh, you know, sort of outlining software techniques in a blog post is like this. Um, but packages are really fun to make projects, you know, they're really fun to make. And I have a lot of creative energy for, for things like that, but I just never do it because you have to maintain it. It's not like other things you put it out there and you just signed up for a lifetime of work. And if you decide to end that life, you basically have a few options. You're a crappy maintainer where you just don't do the maintenance that you should. And now your repo looks unkept. And, you know, people look, I go to a repo, I always look the last commit. Like, when was that made? If it's a long time ago, I, I don't have full faith that this is an active project I can trust and lean on. So, and other people feel that way too, of course. And so you don't want it to be that way. And if you just, you know, I don't know, or... Uh, or you do well and you maintain it and put that effort in and then eventually are sick of it and and then you archive it or something and you just killed it 
So it's just, a, it sucks because it's like you can create something that's really good, but it just decays over time. It's not timeless at all. It's anti-timeless, which sucks. So yeah, maintenance takes the wins out of my sales in my software career, big time. And maybe a solution to this is hiring people to do the maintenance for me, but there's issues with that. It's like, well, the thing has to be monetized enough to pay that person. I guess communities can maintain things on their own, but in my experience, communities don't do well unless the person at the helm is setting the tone by maintaining it a lot, being really active and putting energy into the system. And if I'm not doing that, I just, I just know a community is not going to thrive around it unless I'm driving it, you know, or somebody else has enough ownership and visibility to drive it. And then to do that, you've sacrificed ownership and visibility, which is fine if you want just the thing to exist, but it's no longer your thing and they might take it in a different direction and blah, blah, blah. So that stuff takes the winds out of my sails. I mean, that's a bummer. And then something else, uh, but that's fine. Like, I'm not mad about that. I guess I am in a sense. I'm mad about that when I think about doing extra things. I want to do experimental things. I want to do all sorts of like ideas that I have that I think could be really cool, but I'm not going to do them. Um, And so it's actually a good force in a sense because it forces me to stay in my live wire and Alpine lane and just put more effort into those things because I'm already on the hook for that maintenance. So it doesn't scare me to make a new feature there. Well, it always does, but you know what I mean? And, and the end result, the net result is just more focus on one thing, which is generally good for a lot of reasons. Um, but okay, so forget about that. I'm going to pivot to the second point of disparity. And that is related to in the last episode that I recorded about this um, teaser that I made with like music in it. And this video I was inspired by, by Red Means Recording called Capitalism Fursona. And yeah, it's depressing and sad, but it it's art because it's real and it's painful. And Uh, Something that he said in that video that I think actually resonates with a lot of creators. A lot of that video resonated with me. I don't think I'm nearly at the point of of disparity that he is. Um, And I'm not in an environment that's as brutal as he is. That is YouTube and the YouTube algorithm and that whole content treadmill. I'm not on that, which definitely is a big bonus. But his point remains. And basically his thing is like the whole system is set up for you to make everything go up more, 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 make that line go up. And that's the capitalism part of it is that he calls it like a poison and there's that effect. But he also describes this thing where like the more he creates things that he wants to create, the less well they do and the more that depresses him. And so he just kind of stuck and he sort of feels like he can't just, he can't do what he once did and he's fading, you know? And he describes it as a tree that's dying. And when a tree's dying, you have two options. You cut the tree down before the thing happens, before it falls, or you let it fall on your hot tub and destroy everything. And then he says, I am the, my channel is the tree and I am the hot tub. (laughs) He's like, do I stop the channel before it destroys me or do I let the tree or do I keep going and the tree fades and dies and eventually falls on my hot tub? So he talks about stepping back from YouTube and things and whatever, but it resonates with me in a sense. And I've seen it with other people. There are other people in the community that I've seen sort of rise and then fade. And I think there is an evolution to this whole thing that there's really kind of, 
there's rising and then there's it seems like there's two options for me in our community in our tech community there's rising and then there's um stagnating and then there's rising and fading and i think i'm more the rise and stagnate a story and by that i mean by stagnate i mean you're not just kind of like sitting there complacently it's just you're in a different phase where my exciting growth phase of like people finding out about me and coming up with new ideas and publishing them and trying and pushing and scatter shotting that phase is over now i've become known i've i have a body of work i've tweeted all the exciting things and done all of those that exciting energy and celebrating of the thousand twitter followers and all of those milestones and now I'm to the phase where my followers grow much less. I sort of saturated in a sense, the market in front of me and, and, and yeah, it's like, yeah, no plans to merge is a great example of something that had a really exciting upstart time and 20% time and had all that growth time and visibility and whatnot. And then you just kind of hit that saturation point and just keep doing what you're doing and, and you just keep, keep it there. And and, and maybe eventually if, but, and I mean, I'm, my, all my trends are still growing. Like if like liveware installs are growing more and faster than they ever have. Um, my podcasts have stagnated forever for years and I'm totally fine with that. I don't promote them really at all. Thanks for listening by the way. Um, but there's like Twitter grows slowly. It does grow, not like it used to, but slowly it does. And you see people around me overshooting me because they're in a more aggressive growth phase. Um, so yeah, I don't feel the fading that he feels per se. If I didn't have Livewire Alpine right now, maybe I would feel that. And I've witnessed it in other people and they've talked about this publicly, the sort of feeling like there is this time in your life or in your career or in your, you know, your journey into the, the, you know, tech famous sphere where, where you're clawing and it's exciting and there's, it's easy to grow because you start from nothing and then. And then there's just this point where it's like, I've done a lot of the things, I've hit the things, I speak at the conferences, I publish the posts, I write the software, I appear on the podcasts, the, you know, the, the you know, my peers are the, the people at the quote unquote top per se in this little bubble. And, and yeah, I'm here, but it's not what it used to be. Um, and then there's people who, who kind of go into the stratosphere, like Adam, you know, is somebody who has done that, where he sort of he's he's taken everything he can or grown in every way that he can in one environment and then pivots to a new one and just dominates there and maybe he'll do it again but i imagine that he's more in the um i don't want to say stagnate but more in the seasoned slow growth phase himself in a way um he probably feels that way i bet a lot of the excitement he had with things like full stack radio and that sort of wide-eyed you know view of software and and edgy opinions and all those things is that was a different phase in his life and i see it in in the lives of a lot of people so yeah it's just i don't know these are interesting dynamics in in the world and how they play out um and those are the yeah those are the things and there are parts and like so for me to break out like maybe it would be in content maybe there's an alternate universe where i become a youtuber and become more of a tech generalist or something I think I have like general streaming talent, just kind of thinking on my feet, talking a lot and being somewhat humorous and personable. I have that. And so I feel like that could 
be something, but I, I mean, look at like what YouTube offers and it's like, you can't, it's incredibly competitive. And if you compete, you will have to fight tooth and nail forever. And let's, which is what's happening to red means recording. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know so many things. Um, but I just wanted to kind of make those two points that maintenance takes the wins out of my software sales. And maybe one day I'll rebel and, um, and the, this phase of fading or stagnating and, and that thing that just happens to people and how to just deal with that mentally and ward it off and whatever. Um, as long as I keep making money and investing it, that's something that is a wall at my back. I always feel like that. That's like, it's really okay if I fade into nothing. If by the time I do that, I've generated enough wealth and put it in investments that I can go become a new man. You know, I can go into woodworking and go into the the shadows or I've learned enough about entrepreneurship to start a local business or another alternate business or something, but, but my family will be fed and my kids will go to college and I'll be able to retire. Like those are things that, um, that I, you know, I'm still working towards and, and that's something that sort of prevents this disparity. But Jeremy talks about it, like feeding his family. And I think he's probably in a position where he hasn't made as much money or enough money to do those things. And, and so he's kind of in a position where it's like, I feel like I'm fading. And I, he talks about like, I can't go back and get a real job. I just can't. And what would I even do? You know, fortunately, uh, the hobby we're in software, it's like, I can always go back and get a real job if I needed to. And I would be happy to actually. And I think that would be a fun experience someday. Um, but by happy to, I mean, I would hate that. <laughs> I don't know. Shut up, Kale. I'll see you.